Okay, Matthew Slater joins us now. We'll start with Zach Cox and then go to Jim McBride. Uh, I'm sorry about that. I actually just forgot to uh, put my hand down from the uh, the last call. No worries. We'll start with Jim and then go to Mike Dussault. Hello, Matthew. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you very much. Sure. Uh, I just want to ask you, in, in this uh, off-season of craziness and the short of camp, do you feel how fortunate do you feel to have a, a guy like Bill in charge who has you know seen probably everything in this in the uh, in the NFL and been able to get you guys ready for this season? Yeah, look, I, I think that all of us who have been in this league for a while, and even the young guys, appreciate the opportunity that we have to play for Coach Belichick. Um, you know, I think he's seen so much over the course of his football life, and then over the course of his adult life. Um, you know, there's not much that. He's not able to prepare us for. There's not much that he's able to not able to be flexible around. So considering everything that's happened uh, over the course of the last six months, and it's been a tough six months, certainly outside of football, we're thankful to have coach uh, when we come in here, his ability to to get us to focus on the task, his ability to motivate us and his ability to prepare us is second to none. So we're excited uh, to escape, if you will, um, to the game of football, uh, play a game that we all love and enjoy, uh, an opportunity that we're all blessed to have. And, and certainly we're, we're very fortunate to have, you know, Coach Belichick leading the ship. Thank you. Go to Mike Dussault and then Mike Reese. Hey, Matthew, thank you for taking the time on your birthday here. Uh, I'm just curious what you – Recall about your first game back in 2008, your first game in the league. Obviously, Tom got hurt in that game, but uh, what do you remember from that experience? And, and what do you still have that same kind of excitement and that, those feelings now for an opening game this season? And how do you, what do you kind of pass along to the young guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me, it was it, it was very surreal to think that I was getting a chance to live out my childhood dream and play in the National Football League, uh, something that I dreamed of for a very long time, but you know, there's, you know, you don't really think that that dream's going to come true. You don't know how it's going to play out. So uh, I had an, an abundance of gratitude as I took the field that day. I was also very, very nervous. And uh, unfortunately, I think the thing that I remember most about that day is Thomas getting hurt. So uh, not the best way to start off my career. Uh, but again, um I was really, really grateful for that. And I think now, even 13 years later, you still get excited to play in the opener, especially this year with us having been away from football for so long. So I would tell the young guys to embrace this opportunity um, and enjoy it while you have it. You never know when, when the game will be over for you. Go out there, fly around, play hard. Uh, don't use all your energy up on the pregame warm-ups. You got to save some of that for the game. But uh, you know, enjoy the moment. You know, these moments are are times that we'll look back on when we're older and be thankful that we that we had. Thank you. No problem. We'll go to Mike Reese and then Bob Sosi. All right, thirty-five. Man, Mike, it's a good number. I'll take it. I like sure it. beats the alternative. <laughs> That's right. Um, you're talking about these memories of maybe the first time you took the field. Um, just to build off of that, how about the first time you could call yourself a champion? Like, oh wow, where where does that fall into the you know that that 
that moment, that that day, that night? Oh, I certainly think that's been the high point of my professional career, um, of my sports career period, uh, being able to go out and achieve the ultimate goal with your teammates. Uh, that's why you play this game. That's why we're all on this team is because Coach Belichick believes that we can help this team be successful. So uh, to go out there after seven years of trying and failing and finally being able to uh, achieve the ultimate goal as a team really meant a lot to me. And, um, you know, I think about the relationships and the, the process of getting there, the sacrifice, um, you know, it was all, it all factored in and it was all worth it in the end. And uh, so thankful to have been, you know, on a team with, with great players, great coaches, they really believed in what we were doing and, you know, achieve the ultimate goal. And I don't see any other hands raised, so it looks like we'll close with Bob Sosa. All right, thanks, Mike. Matthew, let me echo uh, my colleagues and wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, Bob. Uh, I want to ask you about the excitement of opening day, but also this year the uniqueness of an opener in front of an empty stadium. Every game you've played at Gillette Stadium has been a sellout. Uh, how do you generate the energy that you'll need uh, and, and try to do that for your teammates as well going into that setting? And have you given any thought of what it's going to be like playing there in front of you know, 68,000 empty seats? I've given it a great deal of thought. And the one thing that I'm so appreciative of having been a Patriot for the entirety of my career is the, the support that we have on Sundays. You know, you feel as though you're in the game, experiencing the game with the fans. And our fans are fantastic. They they mean so much to us. But I think NFL fans across the league, they mean so much to our game. They really make the experience unique in so many ways. So it will be different. And I don't know what that different is going to be like, uh, but it certainly will be different. I think it's important for us as a football team, though, to have supreme focus on just doing our job, uh, focus on executing our task and, and realizing that, you know, we're playing the Miami Dolphins. They're coming in here to beat us. And that should that should provide enough motivation for our entire uh, team. I also think, you know, I'm huge on perspective, just the opportunity that we have to go out and play football right now at a time like this, uh, when so many people have had their lives uh, turn upside down over the last six months or so. So uh, that should be plenty of motivation for us to go out there and play with high energy, high effort, and, uh, you know, a lot of joy. Um, so, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be challenging. It will be. Uh, we'll miss our fans. We hope to represent them in the best way possible. But ultimately, when we get out there between those white lines, it's us versus the Miami Dolphins, and, and we have to find a way to make more plays than they do. And does that perspective – come into play as well in, in keeping in uh, perspective the, the disappointment of when you leave the field, and maybe this is a question you couldn't answer until after the game, but for those of you with families, you walk off the field, you shower, you come out of the locker room, and you leave the stadium with your families, but for home games, at least to start the season, they can't be there with you, I presume. Yeah, you know, that'll be, that'll be tough as well you know you your family is your support system um without our families i don't know that we're able to do what we do uh many of us so you know i certainly 
uh, will miss having my family there. Although I'm sure my wife is not feeling too bad about not having to drag a four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old to the game by herself. So uh, <laughs> that being said, I'm sure there there is a positive side for her. But again, I, I mean, guys, you know, we miss well, – this is different for all of us. And, you know, our family's not being there to root us on, to support us in the stands. It's going to be tough. Uh, but again, I, I think perspective is key. Uh, a lot of us will be thankful that we can go home to them after the games. Great. Thank you, Matthew. No problem. We'll close with one final question from Bill Burt. Hello. Hello. Um, how are you doing, Matthew? I'm well. Um, so I want to ask I want to ask you about um, Julian Edelman. Uh, your locker is not too far away. And uh, I know you guys go way back as roommates. Um, basically, have come through this together almost year for year. I think you might have a year on them. Um, can you talk about uh, what he means to this story? organization uh again we're we're back to his being sort of underrated again didn't make the top 100 players in the nfl after having probably the best year of his career arguably you know based on the guys around him helping out uh can you talk about what makes this guy tick and you know what people might be missing and i'm talking players voted for the hunt i think the top 100 so the players are, might be missing it as, as much as the media or anyone else can you just touch on that Yes, I, I had a little bit of trouble hearing you there, but I, I think I understood what you're asking for the most part, asking about my guy, the, the flying squirrel. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, um, I don't know that, and I'll speak to my personal relationship with him, I don't know that I'm still playing in this league without having him alongside me the last 12 years. He's been such an encouragement for me. Um, to see a guy like that uh, give so much of himself to this team, this organization, uh, this city has been inspiring. And I've seen this guy grow as a man. I've seen him grow as a professional. I've seen him learn from mistakes uh, and be better for it. Um, you know, all the all the the things that you hope to have in a guy that that represents your franchise, um, he embodies and. You know, it's only fitting that he's still being counted out. He's still being overlooked uh, because that's just going to add more of a chip to to what's already a large chip on his shoulders. And um, this guy, I was going to say young man. I can call him a young man because I'm older than him. This young man has um, has really done so much for this organization. And I think, you know, you talk about what makes Julian special. There's so many things that you can – uh, look at and point to, but to me, I think it's his work ethic and his willingness to put his body through pain and, and discipline and continue to, to fight to get better, to continue to fight to compete. And I think he gets that from his father. His father set a tremendous example for him in the way that he raised Julian and the way that he continues to encourage Julian. So, 
you know, you tip the hat to his family unit. He has a strong support system. And this is a guy that just, he doesn't know the meaning of quit. He doesn't understand what it means to quit or to give up or to have self-doubt. Um, he continues to try to do what people say he can't do. Um, he, he loves this game so much. He pays this game the respect that it's due. And I, as a result, you see a guy who's been able to sustain success for a long time at a very tough position in this league. He's a champion. Um, he's a clutch player. And you know what? He may not be the flashiest guy on paper. He may not be the fastest guy, uh, the biggest guy. But ultimately, when you're in clutch situations, clutch moments, and you need plays made, I can't think of anybody that I'd rather have than Julian Edelman. And, and that's from a guy who's lived with him for a period of time, believe it or not, um, who's seen him do life day in and day out. Um, he's not perfect, but he certainly uh, does his best every day to improve and to uh, better himself at his craft and better himself as a man. So thankful for Julian, thankful for his friendship. Look forward to what the good Lord has in store for him here in, in his 12th season here in New England. Thank you, Matthew. No problem. Thank you very much. We'll end it there. Thank you, Matthew. Yes. And happy birthday.